Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Kevin Lee. Kevin is the Chief Digital Officer Consumer at BT Group. And we're here today to discuss the future of apps and CX design. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt, for having me. No worries at all, mate, and, and obviously super uh, excited to have you on today. We're recording right before Christmas, so uh, yeah, really appreciate your time in this uh, busy period. Absolutely. Happy to hear. Yeah, great. So so just before we get um, started, could you just let our audience know a little bit more about yourself uh, and also a little bit about the kind of work that you do uh, within the BT group? Sure. Um, so I've um, been here at this company for about a little over two years. Before that, I was in the uh, Valley, Silicon Valley areas, um, and uh, running eBay Korea for two years before I came to London again. My job here as a BT group is responsible for everything around products and services uh, for digital, for the consumer brand called the EE, uh, which is really the leading uh, telco brand in this uh, United Kingdom. So it's very much privilege for me to lead a group of amazing team to really help continue leading the market, but by also transforming into a, uh, a digital, fully um, transforming ourselves to become a techco and marketplace player in the uh, in this market. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. And and obviously for for those of us in uh, the UK and maybe uh, in the wider kind of wider uh, EMEA region, you know, we are all very, very familiar with the EE brand and EEID. And obviously you and the team are really the brawn behind the launch of that. Um, well, what is it for those that don't know uh, EEID? Uh, how successful has that really been so far? And what considerations did you have to make in designing that digital platform uh, and designing the identity management aspects of it as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, in simplistic term, if you think about a brand, whether you are in this telco sector or elsewhere, you have a, a you know, set of customers that you are serving. And one of the uh, challenges with that is that, you know, how do you scale? Because A, one thing about you know, helping customers to do more, uh, which is a brand promise of any kind of company in the world, but then also how do you actually grow yourself with the customers who are demanding more from your brand? And so this is where we conceive a, a, a platform idea around how do we actually create an identity account um, as a product that actually separates from the rest of CRMs uh, or knowledge management so that uh, um, any customers, whether you have a, a product, in this case, connectivity products like a mobile or broadband with a brand, as well as the people that who actually are not interested in taking your basic core product offerings, but something else that they're interested in. And that's why we have uh, created a, a ID as a platform. Uh, we launched it uh, early this year, and the, the growth has been phenomenal. Some numbers I can't really disclose today, but the, uh, what I can tell you is that we're definitely hitting beyond the half of our base um, at the moment, and we continue to uh, close the quarter next year uh, with a strong finish. Uh, on the acquisition of that number, which shows the uh, how customers are reacting to service and then the other products that we offer through the EID uh, is working. 
Yeah, that, that that makes sense, and and obviously, you know, we talk about you know customer experience and uh, employee experience. Two two things which I think a lot of business leaders are really you know struggling to kind of demystify right now. Obviously, what when we talk about launching that e uh, application, what's your current take on the app landscape, and what should business leaders really be keeping in mind uh, when launching an app in twenty twenty four and beyond? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the you know everyone you know talks about when we have launched the you know EE uh, with a new you know app, but also with a new ID as a platform. A lot of people ask question about oh, so then you know EE is going to build a super app that works for everybody. And I think the you know to answer that question, I mean, I think when you look at the landscape of app and how it's evolving, you know, there are always debate about single app strategy versus a multi-app strategy. Uh, there are very you know, well you know, you know, validated you know, brands such as Amazon and, and Disney, uh, to name a few, that has been very successful in multi-app strategy, whereas there are also other brands that has been all concentrated on a single app that brings more features and services to the app. But I think in terms of where the app is trending, it's not necessarily about single app or multi-app strategy. It's rather... You build a platform robust enough that can scale to actually being able to connect with other ecosystems. I think that is the, where the role of app that has been moved from a what's in your app, uh, what's in your phone, and then doing this bi- binary sort of interaction with you, uh, you as in customers, to a the you still do the binary interaction, but what you actually get out of that interaction is much richer the the interactions because you now have access to other brands that you don't have to download the app or brands that you download the app, but then you have to create another account or another ID. And average you know, customers in the United Kingdom over their lifetime end up setting up about 150 or more accounts with them. And so when you think about the, all the inconvenience, what the, each app presents to customers, uh, you know, knowingly or you know, without knowing it, uh, is a massive problem. So I think the way I see that one of the strong app trend will be how do you actually help minimize those frictions um, and that allow customers to have access to the same level of services they get from a desperate apps um, through the single app. And again, so I think that's something that I've seen in other countries, uh, like in Asia um, and uh, some parts of North America. But I think we got to see more and more of that coming through the uh, landscape of the market in the next few years. Yeah, and it's really interesting that you mention about um, you know scalability, especially for a platform as big as what what you guys have and the amount of kind of customers that you guys have. Um, did you face any challenges when it, when it came to you know really building something scalable? Of course, I mean you know I think this is not the first time I rebuilt the entire app or build an ecosystem, but I think one of the biggest challenges there are a, a you know formed customer behaviors. Uh, whether it's a right, you know, whether whether it's a right one or not the right one, the customers are entitled to form their opinions and behaviors around certain things that uh, you know brand have you know in terms of presented in terms of the experience, and so one of the hardest challenge, not just for you know EE brand but any brand who are embarking on this uh, journey, uh, is to really thinking about the type of the the behaviors that you really want to change on behalf of customers, because sometimes customers do not know what they don't know, and then really obsess about understanding how you solve the best way for the best outcome, 
And then what are the behaviors that you want to actually preserve uh, rather than thinking that everything has to change because I as a designer or I as a developer or I as a product manager have a right to build the, you know, what I want to build. Um, so I think that transitioning thinking from a customer point of view, which we all should be doing it every day, but it's really hard because what it isn't about is to pushing the requirement, but rather understanding type of behavior that you really feel we have to change for them because not changing the behavior is actually a bad outcome for the customers. So I think that has been the best example of challenging uh, conversation within the company, within the different teams, but also with the customers themselves. And I think one of the things that we're doing uh, with our platform strategy and uh, around app and through the app is really trying to bring value for money. You know, that is one thing that internally we're talking a lot about. Hey, how does that feature X we try to launch does as a value? And the value that we're talking about is not a monetary value. Uh, it's not like uh, giving the 10% account, you know, discount or giving bundles of our offerings, but it's rather about does it really fundamentally solve the challenges the customer have today, especially in this economy of inflations, uh, displacement of jobs, um, uncertainties in the future, are we type of brand that actually becomes the fabrics of their solutions that they can consider? And so we're obsessing about that every single day, every single table of debate. So, Yeah, I really want to kind of pick your brain a little bit further on, you know, that, that CX aspect. Is that something then that you, is that is that the kind of first thing that you think about when you bring about the inception of that app? Or is, is that something that, you know, runs through every different aspect of what you're trying to design and achieve? Um, how do you kind of see that and strategize around that? Yeah, it's really about a couple, couple kind of approach. One is around, of course, you look at what's known as best in class. Um, doesn't mean that it is the, you know, always the answer. But remember, when I talked about customer behaviors, the, you know, there's only one Kevin, right? There may be another Kevin's, many Kevin's who have the same name, but there's only one Kevin with the DNA of Kevin who actually have their needs and wants. So then that needs and wants has been formed by his favorite brands. It could be yours. That's good. If it's not yours, someone else, right? So I think the first approach is really understanding how that customer you're trying to target and their lifestyle against the other brands. It could be adjacent brand. It could be competitor brands. But that is one of the first steps that we do every day is to understand the baseline. Once you understand the baseline, it actually forms certain things like a pattern, patterns of you know, user experience, patterns of flow, patterns of journeys, uh, patterns of uh, uh, you know, some of the features that are really creating a sticky engagement factors as opposed to pushing people away from that interactions. Um, and then the third thing is really understand because you're rebuilding the platform and ecosystem really understand the type of capabilities that you really want to invest to allow yourself to have a high degree of a flexibility and also adaptability because evol you know, evolving landscape of technology is constantly changing every month um, so that you want to make sure that you're investing in capability that allow you to scale as the landscape evolves. So when you have these ingredients within the sort of product thinking and the design thinking at every sprint, uh, it actually helps you to actually de-risk a lot of things that happens by the time you finish product and then release into the market through the app release. That's usually how we are um, approaching here at the um, EE and then the BT. Yeah, really well said that. And, and my kind of final question is, 
And obviously, Kevin, you've got a long track record of uh, digital leadership with previous roles at eBay, PayPal, and uh, Samsung as well. Do you have any uh, lessons learned or words of wisdom that you've really taken um, from your successful career in tech? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I get the question a lot from other people. You know, one thing or a few things that I learned from working in various sectors, various industries, um, and evolving roles that I have, I think one thing that I tell everyone is you have to be obsessive with the problem solving or by being intellectually curious. Um, and this isn't about being nosy about it, but it's rather you're genuinely interested in solving a very difficult problem. It could be a small, tiny feature, or it could be a big product launch that no one has seen before. At the end of the day, what underpins success and failure is how much you've been obsessed about, intellectually curious about every details of what you try to solve for, and really asking yourself, what problem am I really trying to solve for here? And I think that to me is a respect for different industry, a respect for different roles that you play that I found that's common sort of like a, a things that everyone has to equip with and learn uh, from the others who do better than you do. But I think that the other one that I learned in working in sectors like, you know, telco today, but, you know, e-commerce, the payment to the consumer electronics, uh, even healthcare, you know, there is that understanding of what is it that as a product person or the technology person that needs to solve is often not the same as what the business wants to solve. And one of the successful, I think, that from my experience, not that I'm smart, but just an average person, but try to be really solving that problem was try to close the gap as much as possible. And, you know, it's one of the things that I learned from my mentor who was, uh, I cannot name it because he's too famous, but, you know, he sent me one of, the, one of those days in the office and he said, Kevin, you know, you're just amazing everything else. And I'm like, oh, really? Thank you very much. And I thought that was the end of the session. And then he said, well, there's one feedback that I need to tell you. And it's going to break your heart, but take it away and really understand what that means for you. And he said, learn how to compromise. Now, as a, someone in the product, product and technology sector, compromise is not the word that you want to know, right? That is like a death sentence for a lot of people. But what he meant was sometimes the way you want to get to outcome and then your approach may not be the best approach because it depends on the stakeholder, depending on the business situation, depending on the circumstances that business is facing. When you count that all in, then you as a problem solver can actually close a gap as fast as you want to, as long as you're willing to compromise on your stance. And I think this is about, you know, whether, you know, people call it, you know, human-centric, user-centered design, or you know, anything you name it, right? All the jargons people are talking about, design thinking, double diamond process, innovation process. It doesn't matter. What matters is, are you clear what problem you're solved for, both internally and externally? And are you willing to flex in your approach? Because what you need to obsess about is not how you do it, it's rather what outcome you want to accomplish. And if that outcome is best accomplished through you being a little bit adaptable, flexible, without crossing the line of, you know, being ethical or being you know, responsible for what you need to do for the organization. That is probably one thing or two things I learned from my own career progression. So I think that would be my answer to that question. Okay. Yeah, that, that's perfect. I feel like you were uh, seriously close to, to name dropping someone good there. 
<laughs> but uh it will yeah i'll ask you after the show um kevin thank you so much for coming on to the em360 podcast today where can people go to find out more about uh yourself and uh, the bt group and the eid brand as well yeah i mean the for me you know i you know i'm a very simple guy you won't find me in social media but rather than linkedin so just go and type kevin lee and you will see me there happy to connect and answer any questions offline because I'm a big believer in giving back to the community. Uh, but in terms of all the things on EE, what we have done, um, just you know, come to the uh, you know ee.co.uk. Uh, you see uh, you know array of things that we've done, uh, but it's not end destination yet. We've just begun our journey. Um, so, but this is where you're gonna find. And then the, if you want to uh, create an EE ID, just to give yourself a test drive, feel free to sign it up. There's no string attached other than just giving you a, a early access and then see if you can share also your feedback uh, that, we, that we love to hear from you as well. So that's where you can find us and me. That's perfect, Kevin. Thanks so much. Um, and obviously, thank you to our uh, audience for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Uh, until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com. Thank you.